Anthony Richardson, top 10 pick? You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon Rittrock with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And welcome back. And before we get into today's episode of Lockdown Gators, is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And yeah, I, I'm back. Of course, last week's schedule got a little bit screwed up because I was in Mobile for the senior role, which is awesome as always and and the best part about the senior bowl is catching up with people and and hearing things with boots on the ground near nfl executives head coaches coordinators gms scouts everybody and i tweeted something out the other day that caught a little bit of traction saying anthony richardson in the draft but multiple scouts that i spoke to this past week in mobile think that it's very possible and possibly even likely that he goes in the top 10. This is no news if if you're here. Uh, if, if you've been here, then you know we think Anthony Richardson should go incredibly high because he's incredibly physically talented. And I know that a lot of people are, oh, if I watched him play, even media, I got told, I tweeted out, oh, scouts told me, multiple scouts have told me that they think Anthony Richardson will go in the top 10 in the NFL draft. And I had someone DM me. He said, hey, your scout, guess what? He's going to be looking for a new job in three years if his team takes Anthony Richardson in the top 10 because of him. Um, that's not really how top 10 picks go as far as, you know, a scout having to say in it. That's more head coach and GM. Later on, we go, hey, scout, who, who are you pounding the table for? That's who we're taking. That's on you. Now, this is a potential top 10 pick. And if you're picking in the top 10 or trading up into the top 10, you know who you're getting. You've done your work, especially when we get to the combine and Anthony Richardson does interviews. I get the feeling he's going to be the type of quarterback that doesn't uh, work out at the combine because if you, it's just like mobile quarterbacks that just don't do it that frequently because you're going to underwhelm no matter what you do, unless you do something insane. Um, But this was a discussion that I had with scouts of Anthony Richardson to Will Levis. Because they are the two guys that you look at and you go, okay, they're incredibly raw. They have high ceilings and they're getting top 10 talk. Will Levis more so than Anthony Richardson. Because right now, Will Levis is a little bit further ahead in his development than Anthony Richardson is. And I will ma- and I made the same argument there that I made here. Yeah, Will Levis might be a little bit ahead of Anthony Richardson right now. But when you're an NFL team and you're talking about who should we spend this high pick on, you have two years of bad tape with flashes for Will Levis. You have one year of bad tape with flashes for Anthony Richardson, but that one year, new head coach, 
new system, not the best pass catchers around him. Great O-line, but not the best pass catchers around him. So you look, and first year as a starter, you look at all those things combined in that one year of bad tape with flashes, and you go, okay, if we can get him comfortable and more experienced, we're looking at a genuinely, potentially great quarterback. That's what you take him for. You take him because nobody ever is going to come into the draft looking like the next Pat Mahomes, the next Josh Allen, the next Justin Herbert. You're not going to find that places. That's why those guys get drafted so high because of the potential of them doing that. That's what you're drafting Anthony Richardson for. The potential of becoming Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, because you're not born like that. Like you, you don't just come out to the draft and it's like, Hey, I'm as good as them because that's stupid. No, what happens is you draft someone with the physical tools to do that. That's what Anthony Richardson has. So when you argue the tape with me, stop doing that because I don't care about the tape. I know and I acknowledge Anthony Richardson's tape is bad, but guess what? The tools are there to have a franchise quarterback. That's what you're looking for when you look at Anthony Richardson and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, and that's what you were looking at when you saw Lamar Jackson. And yeah, every year there's guys that have those tools and don't pan out. That's the NFL draft, but at least you're taking a swing on someone that has the tools to be a franchise quarterback. It's the things that you can't teach that NFL teams fall in love with, his size, his speed, his arm strength, that NFL teams fall in love with, that fans hate. And especially Florida Gators fans, you know, I I think it was that the whole offseason leading up to 2022 was Anthony Richardson for Heisman, uh, and then the season happened, and Florida Gators fans kind of turned on him a little bit because they were like, wow, he's not good, and that should have been the expectation. If you've been listening to this show since I took over in April 2021, you know that that was the expectation. The expectation was for Anthony Richardson to be bad this year, but to show those flashes and try to get him to put it together. That's the thing with Anthony Richardson. Like he's he's probably going to be a top 15 pick because he should be. But with Anthony Richardson being a top 10 pick, it's very possible. You look at the quarterback needy teams that are going to, I'll, I'll say, maybe take a quarterback. Maybe they wait till next year because, you know, every year, next year's quarterback class is going to be so good. But in the top 10 alone, you've got Houston, you've got Indy, you've got Seattle could be looking long term. Like if Anthony Richardson went to Seattle, that'd be fantastic because they've got Geno Smith. So you're not expecting him to play for another year or two. The Detroit Lions at six. If you take him there, guess what? You're not expecting him to play for a year or two because you have Jared Goff for now. The Raiders, getting rid of Derek Carr. Good look at him. Uh, Carolina Panthers, new head coach. Need a quarterback anyway. Imagine going there. Ten could get traded. Uh, We could see, I mean, first of all, well, we could see one get traded. But there's a lot of teams that are in the top ten or even just near the top ten that could be looking for him. Tennessee. You could be looking for that. Houston has a second pick at number 12. They could be looking for that. The Jets, if they decide to go past Zach Wilson, they could do that. New England could do it. Green Bay could do it. Washington could do it. There's so many teams that you can say, Anthony Richardson should be their first-round pick because you're not expecting him to play right now. You're expecting to then develop the team around his skill set for the future in a year or two. 
That's why you could talk yourself into Anthony Richardson for most teams that aren't in the playoffs right now. That's what you can do. So that's why we look at Anthony Richardson. We go, oh, he could become that guy, especially with some time on the uh, on the bench to learn and develop there. That's what we're talking about when we say Anthony Richardson, first round pick, Anthony Richardson, top 10 pick. And Gators fans, I want you to know, like, I'm excited for this. I'm, I have, I am a fan of an NFL team that I believe needs a quarterback. I'm excited for this. I, I hope he doesn't go top 10 or top 15 because my team's not in the top 15. So I hope he falls to them. But he is probably going to go high because he should. I think Gators fans are the ones that are really against it because they saw him this year and they saw the the bads because he had a bad year and they're not looking at NFL teams, what they're going to see. And too many people get harped on, on that tape and that's how you miss those players. That's how you miss those guys. That's how you miss, by, by watching tape, that's how you miss Josh Allen. That's how you miss Patrick Mahomes. That's how Jalen Hurts fell in the second round because you ignore what the physical tools said and what his potential said and you look at, his tape and and that's what you're missing out on that's why your team doesn't have a franchise quarterback if that's the case if you're a houston fan that's why you don't have it if you're a bucks fan that's not why you don't have it because you had tom brady but when's the last time your team drafted a high ceiling quarterback and followed through with developing him because you drafted Jameis, but you didn't develop him at all imagine what happens when you do that so yeah i'm campa- i'm campaigning for anthony richardson to be a top 10 pick because he deserves to be that Simple as that. Now, there's another and uh, there's another soon-to-be NFL player that the Florida Gators fans do not like. Um, you could maybe piece together who that is. I feel like there's a few of them. But today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by LinkedIn. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. And if you've never used LinkedIn Jobs before, I highly recommend it. So I got my last job before lockdown, which I did like, but I like lockdown more. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easier for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience to quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So as small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors by a large margin, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And <laughs> like I said, there there is another Florida Gator in the draft that a lot of Gators fans hate, and I don't hate. Uh, it is Trey Dean the third. And here's the thing that I will victory lap a little bit because I feel like I've been saying it for a while now that Trey Dean will be a better player in the pros than he was in the NFL, and I'm standing by that. First of all, Shrine Game, defensive MVP after an insane week of practice. Trading is lighting it up in an area that's allowing him to do that. You know why he lit it up so much? Because when you go to the Shrine Bowl or the Senior Bowl or the Hula Bowl, those practices, there are a lot of one-on-ones and you play man coverage a lot. And that's what Trading's good at. You, you can hate Trading all you want. He is very good in man coverage. That's one of the reasons I've said in the NFL, he's going to be way better than he was in college because he's going to be given the opportunity to do that. He's going to come into a defense that allows him to do that. And this isn't a knock on Patrick Tony, Sean Spencer. This isn't a knock on heck, even Todd Grantham. I'm not going to fault him for that. I think that 
when you have someone like Trey Dean with a very unique skill set, he needs to be in a unique defense. So when you look at, uh, just for lack of better example, the Giants play a ton of man defense. Trey Dean could probably kill in that defense. That's what we're talking about. Let him play man defense. Let him shut down someone. I've been harping on that. He has an NFL skill set. He does. He's six foot three. He's very fast for someone that's six foot three. He's very physical for someone that's, uh, I don't want to say thin, because he's he's very built. It's just he's lean. He's very physical for someone as lean as he is. So you've got height, weight, speed freak. You've got the mentality of I'm going to hit you. You've got the attacking downhill mindset that you don't see as often as you probably should coming from the safety spot. Let him play box safety glorified linebacker, whatever you want to say, let him play that because he's going to annihilate from that position, from that role, from with, with his skill set. Does he have some IQ issues? Yeah. Football IQ issues. I don't know him personally to really say anything else, <laughs> but I will say football IQ issues. Yeah, he has miscommunications, busted coverages. There's, there's things where we saw the Tennessee play where it's like, Hey, he should have just picked up the scene. That that's why I, I spoke to someone last week and I asked about them and they were just like, he probably should have just picked up the slot on that Tennessee play where he went down the sideline. That, that's on him. He probably should have done that, but he didn't. And and that's how it works. And like I spoke to at least three, I'll say at, at least three NFL scouts, whether for teams or elsewhere. Uh, not media, by the way. I want to make it very clear. I'm not talking about media when I say scouts. Um, but multiple NFL scouts that said he is a great football player. Uh, if, if And I'm going to say the exact quote here is, hell of a football player. I, I asked, I was like, hey, let's, let me ask Trey Dean. He's a hell of a football player. But he's got some character concerns, apparently. Uh, again, I don't know Trey Dean personally to say yes or no. And that's why I'm going to say what those concerns are. I don't know. So the way that I'm going to evaluate it, the way that I'm going to approach it is he might have some off-field stuff to worry about. I don't know. But on-field, he has an NFL skill set. He has what teams are looking for. And that's similar to Anthony Richardson, where there's a lot of Gators fans. Gators fans made a, a, a sport of mocking Trey Dean III during the 2022 season. They did. That's, Yeah. That's just a fact at that point. You can hate it. You can say it paints you in a negative light. But that's what Gators fans did throughout all of 2022. Offseason and the season was kind of kind of single him out and, and try to target him there. But again, that's not anything that I'm really concerned about because he's going to be in the NFL. Like I said last year, I said last year, Trey Dean is going to be in the NFL. He has an NFL skill set. He's an NFL caliber caliber football player. He's got things to work out, but you're telling, not only is he going to be in the NFL, Trey Dean is going to get drafted. I don't know where, probably middle of day three, but Trey Dean is going to get drafted. Whether or not you like it, Gators fans, he is. So Anthony Richardson, Trey Dean, get used to it because they're going to be in the NFL, whether you like it or not. And I, I wanted to get that out there. Um, just because, hey, it was something I learned last week that I actually got to speak to people with. And 
it it confirms my priors about him and and i'm going to be completely honest about it it confirmed my priors about him and i and i wanted the victory lap it because i've been saying this for a long time and catching heat every time those words leave my mouth so yeah i, I wanted to talk about that but we're about to talk about gators basketball but first today's episode of lockdown gators is brought to you by built bar it's over a month into the new year already which is ridiculous i feel like last week i was at new year's eve parties um but that means it's New Year's resolution time, and by now, a lot of people fail on theirs or, or give up on theirs, but if you haven't, good for you. Even if you have, add Built Bar to your plan. If you're trying to diet, just maintain whatever you got, improve whatever you got, add Built Bar to your plan, because my weakness always is that I have a sweet tooth. But with Built Bar, it's already coated in 100% chocolate. Most bars have 130 calories and just 4 net carbs along with 17 grams of protein and they're finally in person so you can go to built or builtbar.com you can go to walmart or sam's club and you can get built bar don't miss out I'm, I'm telling you it's awesome don't miss out so get your built bar today in person or online to wrap up today's show we're, we're taking a break from football for a minute because i wanted to talk about this florida gators basketball team because they have taken well, yeah. First off, they've taken years off my life as it is. This team is so wildly inconsistent on the offensive side of the ball. Myron Jones, two for 17 one game, four for six the next. And and just things like that that are that drive me crazy. Um so so there's stuff like that where on offense and and, and turnovers, no matter who it is, turnovers throughout. Sometimes it just seems like they're not interested in getting the ball to Colin Castleton down low, which is weird because he's awesome in the post. Uh, sometimes they don't want to do that. They want to keep the spacing and let him drive. And that's fine, by the way. They want to keep spacing and let somebody else drive. But when you have Colin Castleton on the court, I feel like I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice by not going one in, four out, or four out, one in, whatever you want to call it. I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice by not putting Colin Castleton in position to succeed there. And there's some other stuff where I feel like at certain points it gets a little too ISO ball-y, and it's like, okay, like dial it back, let's go pass the ball. But they've improved. Sometimes they shoot like crap, but at least the process is, is getting better. More passes, less running of the shot clock, more getting the ball in the post to Colin Castleton. That is improving. The process is improving. Whether or not the results are following right now, I mean, right now they are, but we'll see how long that maintains. But defense has been great for most of the year, I'll say. I'll say good to great for most of the season so far. Last week, while I was in Mobile, Wednesday night, anybody know what happens Wednesday night? Because Florida beat number two, Tennessee. And that game was electric. Like, it was sick. And throughout the whole game, it kind of just felt like Florida's game. Like, Florida's uh, Florida's game. Like, it just felt like Florida's game. That's it. It's like their day. They dominated on defense. They shot efficiently on offense. They did a thing that is so rare in college, in college basketball that um, some people who watch college basketball don't even know that it exists, and it's making your free throws. 
my goodness. I was astonished when they were making free throws. Um, just cause, I don't know what it is with college basketball players, but dear Lord, they go cold from the free throw line. And perhaps most important against Tennessee, Florida stayed out of foul trouble. They had, I think, 11 fouls, but nobody had more than two fouls individually, whereas Tennessee had, I think, one player with four, two players with three, and then everyone else had two, one, or zero. Uh, but they had, I think it was 20 fouls total for Tennessee. And then you fast forward to Saturday night. And let me say, I know the Florida lost to Kentucky. I think it was 72-65, if I'm not mistaken. I know the Florida lost to Kentucky. Colin Castleton deserves a, an, an award simply for what he did to Oscar Shibway on Saturday night. Because Oscar Shibway last year was player of the year. Dominated everybody. This past year, or this past week, he did not do that to Colin Castleton on Saturday night. Colin Castleton held Oscar Shibway to a horrid 2-for-14 shooting. By the way, 2-for-14 Valentine's Day is coming up, just in case you forgot. But horrid 2-for-14 shooting from the field, which is incredibly impressive, especially when you consider that most of Oscar Shibway's shots come within, like, what, 10, 12 feet of the rim, where it's significantly easier to make it. Colin Castleton cooked him. I will say, Oscar Shibway, 15 rebounds, still a lot. That's what Oscar Shibway is great at. But I also feel like watching back, a, a good amount of them came when he would follow his own miss. Like, like oh, like a hook shot, hits the, front of the, hits the front of the rim, but I'm coming in anyway, and then I'm going to break that one too. Um it was like when Car- when Carmelo Anthony would have like, oh my God, a 12-rebound game with eight offensive rebounds. And they all came from doing this and just missing and then getting the ball back. Um, so it's like that. But that was Oscar Shibway against Colin Castleton. And then Colin Castleton made Oscar Shibway foul out. Colin Castleton offensively had Oscar Shibway just, just down so bad. Colin Castleton shot nine for 16 from the field, 25 points, seven for seven from the free throw line, eight rebounds, five assists, and three blocks. He had a vintage Colin Castleton game. So, hmm, Colin Castleton getting hot at the right time? Take on uh, number four, Alabama, this Wednesday, by the way. So don't miss that. It's 9 p.m. on ESPN2. And if you want to see the Gators, maybe go for their second top five win in seven days. You can see that on Wednesday, ESPN 2, 9 o'clock. And I will say that one of the most, I don't want to say, like like one of the most, it kills me, by the way. That's what I'm going to say. It kills me that we're this late into the season. We're this deep into the season. And I still can't confidently gauge how good this team is. That irritates me that we're like, what, 25-ish almost games into the season. And I can't go, this is a good basketball team that's going to be playing March Madness tournament or NIT. Depends how they shoot sometimes. So so they're they're cardiac kids, we'll say. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free reviews in the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football. For your second listen, check out Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage and the best conference, the best university 
University of Florida. I missed doing this while I was in Mobile, by the way. I will say that. But for Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Line Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.